Welcome to another episode of Gooch Live right here, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You are with us. Hey, it's been brought to you by those good people at the Hockey News and, of course, Fired Up Network. Listen, I'm going to have an opportunity to sit down with our good friend, Jimmy Murphy, and talk about not only the league, the Olympics, but also about, I said, his Boston Bruins. He wants to make sure that you understand he's a hockey man first, but I know that he uh, is a true uh, Bruins fan for for many years. Hey, listen, uh, before we do that, of course, I got an opportunity to sit with or talk with my producer, Jordan Rosh. He's been searching the net. He's got everything ready for us, guys. This is crazy time, so you need crazy people, and that's exactly what this kid's all about. Jordan LaRoche. Hey, Gooch. Have you been surfing? Um, About as much as I can do right now. I mean, th- there's not a whole lot happening. And, you know, just, just, just looking at the games now, I mean, there's only one game out of, I don't know, like five or six are supposed to happen today. Tomorrow yeah. is supposed to be 10 games. Only two haven't been postponed. So, yet. 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 Yeah. Well, there is a lot of stuff to talk about. We'll only spend a few minutes on the COVID situation. Let's talk about other stuff. Um, I, I've got, I had a chance to talk, as you know, with uh, Murph, Jimmy uh, uh, Murphy. And there were some interesting things that we talked about. And I'll, I'll bring that up in a second. But I want to ask you this question. Do you believe right now all the things that we're hearing, all the reports that are on, not only on the internet, but on TV, that there will be no Olympics for the National Hockey League. I, I think right now it's all but confirmed. I mean, we're honestly just waiting for the official announcement. But uh, a couple of guys have come out today and said that, you know, uh, it looks like the, the players union is going to be out of it. And, you know, th- this is a decision made by made by the players. It wasn't so much Gary Bettman, yeah. uh, Bill Daly making these calls. And um, I, I saw a quote from Mika Zibanejad today saying, you know, it, it, it's a real tough decision to make. But. At the end of the day, a lot of other things come come before hockey, and you know sometimes life just gets in the way. Yeah, and like it's uh, for some of those guys, like Stephen Stamkos couldn't do it a few years back, and now he's got an opportunity. I know he really wants to go. Uh, it's sad because some of these players, it's their last chance to do it. However, I am of the opinion when and and if this is confirmed, I really not just because of hockey. I really believe the Olympics have to look with inside themselves and see if there is any possible way that they can move the Olympics one year later. Not sure it's even possible. I know Tokyo had a lot more t- time and Japan had a lot more time to do that. But who, honestly, who would want to get on a plane right now, fly over to China and participate in these games with what's going on in the street right now? I mean, but yeah, I mean, we can talk about the National Olympic Committee all we want. And, you know, that's probably a topic for another day. Yes, it um, is. But at the same time, I mean, I, I, there's no way that will happen. I mean, yeah. uh, we're, we're only, what, I mean, two months away from it now. I mean, if you, I, I believe the Summer Olympics, they actually had, they, they announced it uh, almost a year in advance that they were going to yeah. push it back. But I think yeah. right now, all the flights are booked. Um, there, there probably some people are already there training as well. I, I know some uh, some of the other um, athletes doing other sports are there now, yeah. just kind of getting ready with the courses and all that. So, again, it's, it's not a great situation, but 
at, at a certain point, health has to come first. All right. I do want to do a shout out, Barry Shelley. Uh, obviously, uh, Kurt Ridley, I knew him. I met him a couple times. Uh, Maple Leaf goalie and a former Rangers. So it touched the, touches your team. Uh, he passed away today and our condolences go out <laughs> to his family. Um, Jordan, then when we talk about the Olympics and now it looks like they're, they're done, um, that then opens it's almost like a Christmas present to the National Hockey League when you think about it. Who knew that this would come to this stage? But yeah. they will be able to, if this is all true, they will be able to pick up that, you know, February time slot of three weeks. I know it's still going to be a lot of juggling, Jordan. And, and the next question that begs for our attention is, okay, let's pause all these games, which we I think you're of the same opinion. Why don't they just not even play these games next couple of days? Pause it, shut it down, open up, you know, just after Christmas, maybe New Year's, uh, just after New Year's, and then buy the time to allow them to get ready for February. But there's going to be a heck of a lot of juggling going on just with scheduling just to do that. And what happens if the Canadian government says, no, no, we're, we've got way too many infections going on here. We got to shut this border tight. Yeah, I mean, again, this this whole thing is just kind of a mess right now, and the, the NHL doesn't want to be playing, uh, having the finals up until like July, uh, August again. So uh, th- th- this kind of break that we're gonna have for the where they would have gone to the Olympics, that, that would that would be a good good uh, spot to kind of uh, move some of these games into there. But still, I mean, the, 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 that's a lot of scheduling. That's a lot of getting permission from rings from governments and all that too. Yep. But yeah. what you said about um, the the border closing, that that's even more <laughs> that's even more of a crapshoot. I mean, uh, try, trying to be able to you almost essentially have to get rid of the whole schedule, start from start from scratch, uh, start this whole year over again, uh, which I, I don't think the league wants to do. But no. again, uh, we, we, we we see how this all plays out. I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see. Well, our good friend Sammy Trappolino, all the way from Adelaide, great to have him back. Uh, it it will all be okay, boys. I'm on all the man, players, managers, knowing that they won't be playing in the Olympics. I've got them all set to play in the next <laughs> ice hockey classic in Oz. Pivot, pivot, pivot. Thank you for that, Sammy. Uh, I know we'll be talking over the next couple of days. Let's see if we can work that out. Speaking about pivot, I will only say one comment. Tom Brady didn't pivot very well last yeah. night. They got <laughs> smoked. It was embarrassing. All right. So now what about uh, the psyche, the mental stress that this is taking on all the players? You know, Pujarvi, his windy journey to get back, uh, I think it was out of Seattle, if I'm not mistaken. You know, they had to yeah. send a private chant and they had to get special permission. You know, a lot of these teams are really nervous about crossing the borders. That's why they, you know, they're going to shut down for a little bit. Uh, do you think there's a mental toll and it takes away from, you know, some of these players that, that love to play, but gosh, it's on again, off again, on again. It's got to be very, very demanding on their stress level. Yeah. I mean, we, we saw Paul Maurice come out and say it uh, during his press conference, you know, the last two years have just been really tough on him mentally, but I mean, look at this case with the, with the Toronto Maple Police when they had a couple of positive tests when the, the team was out in Vancouver, um, I mean, there's, I think it was like four or five guys that tested positive, and yeah, you know, they, they obviously can't fly commercial, and they, they have to work out uh, uh, like uh, their own little flight situation to get back to Toronto. That's right. I mean, just, just the uncertainty of a, this whole thing. I mean, it's just going to create a lot of stress for these players. Um, you, you kind of hope that they're, they're getting the help that they need. Uh, maybe, maybe they're talking to someone about it, but at the end of the day, 
uh, th this whole thing is just crazy. And, you know, th it, there's not much the players can do to kind of no. get around this. I mean, they're, they're, they're stuck in the middle of all of this. Well, and they're human too. And, you know, we go through our stresses every day when we uh, go out and do the things we do. So uh, my thoughts go out to them and also their families, because I'm sure yeah. a lot of these players that have families bringing it home to their kids or to their wife, uh, you know, or their partners is just absolutely yeah. stressful. And now it's over 15% of the league that that's in COVID protocol right now. I mean, that's just insane. It's I think like 120, 130 players now. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so I know Barry Skelly, I don't want to get into the politics of it. Will they do what the, I just think they're two different leagues. I don't think you can uh, try to compare or, or utilize what the NFL is doing. Cause a lot of them, you know, there's a lot of guys down there that just don't care. So yeah, I think we should just leave that one alone. And uh, 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 those are the NFL. They only play Sundays, Mondays, and Thursdays. So yeah, uh, they're within their teams, kind of uh, facilities, and they're not going against other people as often. True. So Australia, and of course, my Vikings are on tonight. So I'm really oh, yeah. excited about that. Hey, listen, uh, talking about pivot. Uh, let's talk about what's going on around the National Hockey League outside of the COVID situation. Uh, let's talk about, uh, I, you know, I'm going to talk to uh, Jimmy about, uh, Jimmy Murphy, of course. I'm going to talk to him specifically about the Boston Bruins, the Atlantic Division. I'm going to ask him, you know, about some of the players. Uh, obviously, there's some questions on goaltending that we'll discuss. One of the things I do want to do a shout out to Brent Burns, a good friend of the show, a good friend of ours. He has been put in a protocol, uh, and I'm sure uh, he's fit as a fiddle. I don't think it'll affect him. But obviously, when you read it and hear it and you know it, you know the person, it always kind of, kind of makes you think about it a little bit. All right. Let's talk about the, the goaltender situation in the National Hockey League. Um, you know, you're a mental, uh, you have a mental um, stability when you're a goaltender. I'm not just talking about you specifically, but goalies seem to have, you know, they're kind of in another world. You can attest to that. I can attest to that because being a player coach, I've had to deal with the complexities of some of these goaltenders. Um, this has got to be really daunting. Because you've only got, let's say, two or three in the organization. And if you're the lead guy, whether you get injured or you're knocked out and your team's in a good position, um, it's got to be mental. And you may play through things that you normally don't do. And this could be one of them. Talk to me about that first as a goaltender and the stresses that come when you know you're kind of the last defense. I mean... You mean in terms of COVID or actually being on the ice? Just in general right now. Like obviously COVID is hanging there. Injuries are hanging there. You, you know, you're playing really well. And then, you know, because you got COVID being talked about all the time, you catch it, you know, what can happen and they knock you out for a couple of games. You're in a rhythm. Does that play a role or are you guys just focused on the, the here and now? I, I think it's still uh, the, the mindset shouldn't change. I, I don't think, uh, you know, you, you still go on a day-to-day -day basis uh, granted, if your team if, if your team's rolling with the kind of one A one B situation, you, you you're probably a little more relaxed. But I mean, look at you know like like a Winnipeg or a or a Vegas right now. Uh, but both those guys are relying heavily on on their on their main starter. I mean, it's got to be a little cause of concern. I mean, if you got COVID, I mean the the team's going to be out without uh, their the number one guy for a little yeah. bit. So again, there's a lot of different factors that that, that kind of play into this. 
Well, Leonard, going back to New York Islanders, what a great tribute they paid to him. And he was, I didn't know it, but he had Long Island on his neck as a tattoo. That was, yeah, yeah, that, that, that was really cool. I actually really, really thought that was uh, a cool moment. All right. So just before we wrap up, uh, I do want to ask you the question about uh, what uh, Jimmy and I talked about. You're going to hear it right now, but I want to ask you as a goaltender, uh, Tuco Rask is going to be coming back to the Boston Bruins. Uh, you know, will he sign? Uh, I know there's talk. Uh, I think it's only between Jimmy and I. The thought of what would Dubis do to get Tuco Rask back in a blue and white jersey? You think it's even something they'd be talking about? I mean, I don't think he even considers it right now. I mean, Jack Jack Campbell's playing some of the best hockey of his career. Yes, uh, and I mean he's one of the top goalies in the league right now. And you throw in that they have Peter Morazic in the mix now as well. Uh, they, they would have to move him, I would imagine, to even consider that. And then you, you throw in Joseph Wall, who's who's yes. uh, the, the couple appearances he's made this year. He's looked pretty good as well. So. Again, I, I don't think this is even on the, the, the Leafs' radar right now. But, uh, again, cra- crazier things have happened, but I, I don't see it happening uh, gotta, anytime soon. I got to go to my goaltender expert and ask you the question. That's uh, And he <laughs> will also enlighten us on the question I always ask, what about the big three in Chicago? And we'll listen yeah. to his answer. Hey, I want to thank you lots, uh, Jordan, for uh, obviously producing the show and getting us on. And also getting James, Jimmy. Murphs, whatever you want to call him, he's black and white. There's no technicolor. He tells you the way it is. And I'm really looking forward to you hearing how great of an interview it was. And also doing a shout out to Matthew Meisner. Thank you for being with us. All right, here we go. We have the opportunity to have James Murphy, Jimmy Murphy, Murph, Murphy's Law 74 at Murphy's Law 74. Make sure you check it out. This guy is the real deal. Ladies and gentlemen, brought to you by the good people at the Hockey News and, of course, that Fired Up Network, Jimmy Murphy. Hey, as promised, I got him. Yes, sir. It took me a while. Jimmy Murphy's coming up. The Murph. I love talking to him about hockey. He's at Murphy's Law 74. He knows everything you want to know about hockey, and he's going to tell it to it to you the way it is. Ladies and gentlemen, as promised, here he is. All the way from Boston, Jimmy Murphy. What's going on, Gooch? Hey, Murph, what's going You don't mind me calling you Murph, right? Not at all. Not at all. Jimmy Murphy. Boston hockey now. I'll tell you what, I've had a lot of guys on the show, but there are not a lot like you. You're so candid, black and white. There's no, you don't even have color in your, in your rainbow. You're just black and white. You'll tell it like it is. And I love it. So I'm going to get started right off the bat. I was talking with Jordan earlier about all the things that are going on in the National Hockey League. And I want to get your opinion of this whole situation that we're in. Will the season go on? Will they have to maybe have another Canadian division because people won't get across the border? Here it is, ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy Murphy. Well, Gooch, I mean, first of all, I, I think first has to be said, look, as far as I know, for the most part across the NHL, I mean, what, there's only one player that isn't vaccinated right now, Tyler Bertuzzi, the Detroit Red Wings. Um, but mostly everybody else is there. Now, have they followed the protocol as well as they should have? Probably not. And that's why now we're seeing the outbreak we, we're getting. And also just, I, I think that as a whole, not just, not just the NHL, every sport, no. League, society in general, culture in general is underestimated once again the power of COVID as a new variant Omicron moves through North America and it's only going to get worse from here. So as far as the NHL goes, I you know, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. It's it, you know, 
I, I'm in constant touch with Bill Daly, a deputy commissioner in the NHL, and yep. it, it, he constantly says, one day at a time, Murph. That's all yep. I can tell you. I don't know. Tomorrow I could tell you that we're all back in business, but I don't think that's going to happen, but you never know. And we saw a couple more teams uh, get shut down on Monday as well. So, you know, I was very surprised, Gooch, that they're even trying to get these last few games in before the holiday break, which is uh, starts on the 23rd, yep. goes until the 27th. But I, I don't get it. I mean, I don't see the point. Like, just postpone them, regroup right now. Uh, you take the Olympic break. They're not going to go to the Olympics. That's all but a foregone conclusion. So okay, you good. That, you take that break then to play those postponed games. It's It, it almost is like it was a gift given to them. Like It, 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 it is. Yep. It was an Olympic year, and they didn't have that break there. So at least they have that going for them. But right now, what's the point? You're going to just keep postponing games. Why are you letting people show up to the rinks? Why are you letting people plan on going, fans, uh, media, et cetera? Just wipe it clean right now, regroup. Let, let people go home and be with their family for the holidays, especially with everything that's going on with yeah. COVID right now. Let people just unwind and, and relax for a bit and and get a little stress off their minds. Hey, Murph, I said that last week, and some people were saying, uh, you know, I'm against hockey and, and obviously the National Hockey League. No further from the truth. You know how much I love this game? I would be playing it, for God's sakes. So I did state, hey, the Olympics, shut it down. I, I apologize to any of the players like Stamkos who hasn't been there, who wants to go. I understand it. I've never been there. I'd love to be there. But the fact of the matter is the NHL needs this time to regroup, shut it yeah. down, just as you said, and let's use that. And you say, It's like a Christmas present that was wrapped for them sitting there waiting that they yeah. can at least catch up and the season can be uh, lived upon. What, what about this problem, though? What happens if the Canadian government says, nope, that's it, done, you can't come across the border do you think we'll have to go to a canadian division can they can they pivot uh, as well to be able to do something like that you know i mean that would be the logical thing to do except that i don't know that's a great word to say can they pivot i don't know the answer to that huge i mean that's a lot to ask mid-season that's a lot of adjusting that's a lot yeah. of scheduling that's a lot of true screwing up the standings and then teams saying well if we played this team then then we would have had a better chance of making the playoffs because that's what we originally had in, in those dates it's it's going to be a bleep storm is what it's going to be but I mean, that's basically what it is right now. Yeah. Hey, last night uh, we saw pivoting going on in the back, uh, the background uh, with uh, our friend Tom Brady. Oh my God, that was a terrible <laughs> game to watch. I feel sick for the kid. But hey, it's all part of the package, right? If yeah. you're going to be the god, if you're going to be a goat. Don't play like a sheep. Hey, listen, let's get into, obviously, Brent Burns has just been placed on a good friend of mine. I'm kind of concerned. I'll send him a note. Uh, but also, the Oilers have shut down their training facility. Uh, these are all things that are kind of pointing towards it. So we, you and I don't know the answer, so I'm going to leave it at that. You've given your opinion. I love it. I think we're both on the same page. But I do got to ask you this question because nobody knows the Bruins better than you. That's the Boston mm -hmm. Bruins. Is Jim Murphy or Murphs happy with his Boston Bruins where they are after 28 games. They're fifth in the Atlantic. Well, first off, they're not my Boston Bruins, Gooch. I, I just cover them. I got to stay objective. And, I know you and, do. You know, and that's why I'm able to criticize them like I'm about to do. No, this team is, uh, is a mediocre team at best. They're going to be lucky if they make the playoffs. I said in the beginning of the season, I didn't pick them to make the playoffs. Um, people thought I was nuts. Well, what's it looking like right now? I mean, this is a team that 
you know, forget the COVID monkey wrench that just got thrown into them. This is a team that needs a lot of help, a lot of help up the middle. They need a lot of help on the blue line. And the goaltending situation has kind of been a roller coaster as well without Tuka Rast. They had Linus Allmark and Jeremy Swayman. Uh, it's kind of been up and down with them. As of late, Allmark's been playing better, but, what, you know, they're, they're kind of waiting for somebody to seize the starting role there. But now all of a sudden you have Tuka Rast's return looming over them, and it looks almost like a foregone conclusion that he's going to sign. He's been practicing with the team. Um, so then, you know, it goes back to one of my main questions I asked coming into the season in the offseason. What in the world was Don Sweeney thinking signing Linus Allmark to the deal he did for four yeah. years at five million? He did say that. It made no sense. If you knew that you wanted to caress back and you knew there was a solid chance of him coming back, go out and get like a, you know, a mid-grade guy. There's a ton of them available. Guys that come in on a one-year deal, a cheap deal. You're not eating up a ton of cap space. And furthermore, you're giving more playing time to the rookie there, Jeremy Swayman. Now, if, if it was, oh, we don't want Swayman to get as much playing time. We want to ease him in. Well, then he should be playing in Providence. And he should be getting minutes there and you call him up here for spot duty. But they just totally botched this goaltending situation. And in terms of, you know, egos, what's Linus Elmark going to think when you got Tuka Rass, a future Hall of Famer coming in, practicing with you? He's going to be like, well, why'd you bring me in? What was the exactly. point? Yeah. You know, so uh, I just don't know what they're doing there. Uh, they don't make a lot of sense to me. This team has a lot of holes right now. And I think it's just going to be an up and down season until they figure it out. Well, Murphs, you did say that. I recall you saying that this was a team that's not going to make the playoffs. I was kind of questioning that, but what you're saying makes sense. Right now, they're on the cusp of a wild card position, not even guaranteed to go high in that particular division, in the Atlantic division. So if they're going to battle, anytime you get into that battle for a wild card position, anything can happen. Are you happy with anybody else uh, on the club? Is there anybody that, you know what, before I go there, I know my producer, Jordan, just asked me the question to ask you. Do you think they'll move Allmark? I, I think they'll try. Honestly, I think they're going to try. Maybe if they, you know, if Ras comes back and he and he looks like he's healthy and he can carry them down the stretch, it can't hurt to try. Kenney is the big question. Yeah, I mean, he's been at that deal is is brand new. You know, they're only like a half season through right now on this deal. So uh, I don't know. I think that's the biggest question. Can they? There's teams that need goalies out there, right? But I mean. You know, do they want to bring on a contract like that? They're probably looking more for a guy at the end of his deal, like a Marc-Andre Fleury. That's the type of guy I could see being moved. Hello, Edmonton yep. Oilers. Yes. Uh, like you know, it. I think that's what could happen there. But I don't see how you move Linus Allmark's contract right now. Hey, Merce, thanks, buddy. It wasn't a question I was going to ask you. I know Jordan <laughs> wants to hear this answer. We've talked about the Chicago Blackhawks. There's Taves, Kane, Fleury, three mm -hmm. names that if the, the Chicago Blackhawks aren't going to make the playoffs. And if they kind of bounce around a little bit before trade deadline, I've asked the question to everybody, hey, which of those three moves? I'd make them all. I mean, look, if you're the Chicago Blackhawks right now, like you said, they're not making a playoffs right now. And let's be honest, their worries about their fan base and their PR are off the ice and also in, in the past that got brought back into the present. Given what happened with the whole Kyle Beach situation there and the association that these players, these core leaders that have been there for so long, Get a fresh they have presented as pillars of leadership when in reality we found out that they're the complete opposite yeah. and they did nothing to help Kyle Beach. What better way to wipe the clay clean than to trade both those guys at the trade deadline or at the draft in June? And I think you have to trade Marc-Andre Fleury. You can get something for him right now. He proved he can still play an elite level. 
and the Edmonton Oilers are waiting right there. I'm guaranteeing it. So you could probably get back uh, some good prospects uh, for Florida. You get back a ton of prospects. You just rebuild through the draft. I, I think it's a win-win situation if you make all three of those moves. Hey, just think of the boatload they'll get for uh, Patrick Kane. And Jonathan Tave still has something in him. And I'll tell you what, move to the right situation. Those two guys can help uh, a formative team uh, go for the national or for the uh, Stanley Cup. Listen, obviously with the Bruins, uh, there are other players that are you happy with, you're not happy with. Is there anybody you think they should be looking at maybe moving? Because Murph, they're not where you want them to be. I know, I know, let me rephrase that. I always thought you were... Black and white. I, I was black and gold all the way. I was growing up, my friend, but not anymore. You know, I have to cover these guys. So I keep it straight up the middle there. I'm not going to play any, you know, partisanship with yeah. the team here. Well, that's why I didn't put the gold into it. I said, yeah, yeah. Just I said was black also and white. a Red Wings fan growing up, too. How could you could be Red Wings? But um, so, talk to me about the players. What's that? With the players? Talk to me about, yeah. Yeah, Jake DeBrusque is obviously the big name right now on the trade rumor circuit. And he requested a trade uh, almost a month ago now. Uh, and it's just an awkward situation. You know, look, I, I'll be blunt. I've already said it on Twitter. I've written it as well. Um, you know, it was a dumb move by Jake DeBrusque, his agent, and his family to let it be known that they had requested a trade. Because right away, you're putting Don Sweeney, the GM of the Boston Bruins, in handcuffs. And now people, yeah. you know, Elliot Freeman says it all the time. Uh, when you're desperate, they're not going to throw you a life jacket. They're going to throw you an anchor. And, 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 you know, that's what GMs are doing Love right Elliot. now. They're throwing horrible horrible offers some of the stuff i've seen is just comical uh for a kid that still could be a legit 25 to 30 goal scorer if he's in the right situation and he finally finds his game and his confidence you know don sweeney said it though he's not going to just take the first deal he can get or the 10th or the 20th he's going to sit back he's going to sit tight and wait until he gets a deal that makes sense for this team and that deal is going to be either a second line center that can come right onto the roster yeah. or a top four defenseman. That's what the Bruins are looking for. Can they get it given Jake DeBrus' recent history? I don't know. Uh, you know, there's a lot of questions about his character as well. Yeah, I was, was going to ask you that. What you is know, he? Of look at that and be like, do we want a guy that, you know, when times went tough, he asked out? I don't know. I, I you know, that's, that's got to hurt as well. That's what I meant. He put Don Sweeney in handcuffs trying to get a trade made here. So, who knows when that's going to happen? You got the holiday roster freeze coming up uh, in a couple of days. So it's probably nothing that's going to happen until after the holiday break. I'm thinking more into the New Year's uh, as we get into late January. Uh, as for other plays, I mean, Charlie McAvoy, I think right now has to be considered top five Norris Trophy candidate. He's having a great season. Yeah. He continues to rise. But the problem is, as I said, they can't seem to find a good fit for him on the ice on that top D pairing. Derek Forbitt. He's been so-so. Matt Grizzlick is in there, but he's he's too small to handle those big minutes. He gets beat up every year, and by the time the playoffs roll around, he's hurt. Uh, so I, I think that's their goal right now. Is to, you know Those are the big things. If I was Don Sweeney, I'd be focused on the defenseman because, I mean, if you look at the teams that win the Cup, uh, they've got a good big four. Look at the Vegas Golden Knights right now. Not one player under six foot and uh, just you know under 190 on in the whole top six. On yeah. their whole top six. I mean, that's insane. And they're mobile. So, you know, that's what every team wants. You can't really get it. It's hard to get. But that's what Don Sweeney's looking to do right now. Hey, it's Gooch Live one-on-one -on -one with uh, Jim Murphy, of course. Boston now, uh, Boston Hockey now. You do a bunch of stuff. You're at Murphy's Law uh, 74. People can reach out and read your articles. I love them because they are, as I said, and you've heard it here first, black and white. He will not uh, sugarcoat it. Uh, talk to us a little bit about. 
talk, talk to us. Is there any chance uh, coaching issues? Like, is there anything, you know, if this team goes down a slippery slope here, things don't work out. Is there anything lurking in the background? Listen, it's happened. I don't think this is going to happen in season. And I, I honestly don't. I think Bruce Cassidy is, you know, the least of their worries right now. He's the least problem. I mean, as the saying goes, you can't you can't make. Uh, well, I'm I'm not going to go. There. Yeah, you know it's a can it's the yeah. canvas he's been given. He's got to use crayons to make yeah, it look yeah, good. Yeah. So I, I'll I'll bite my. I guess uh, look, you can't make chicken soup with chicken bleep. Let's put okay. it that way. All right. Yeah. Yep. And that uh, that's what uh, that's what Bruce Cassidy was given by Don Sweeney. I mean, this is a mediocre lineup. Look at their middle six. It's a rotating door. Uh, you know, there's there was way too much money invested in uh, those three signings of Felino. And, you know, who am I thinking of right now? The other guys they brought in over the summer, um, Nosik um, and and Hala. You know, sorry for the brain cramp there. That's okay. I, I just, I, I don't think that's a lineup that you can pin on the coach right now. And, and he's doing the best he can with what he was given. And let's not forget, Jeremy Jacobs is not the guy that, to let somebody fire a coach in his first year of a new three-year contract. True. All right. He's not going to be on the hook for another two, two and a half years of that contract. The only way and and, and also Don Sweeney, I think, and Bruce Cassie are kind of joined at the hip. I mean, that that's his guy. Let's not forget. I mean, Don Sweeney replaced the legendary Claude Julian, a Stanley Cup winner, the winningest coach in Boston Bruins history True. Uh, with Bruce Cassidy. He's not going to give up on him anytime soon because then he's admitting a huge mistake. Yeah. I think the only way Bruce Cassidy is fired to let go is if Don Sweeney is as well. Now, that being said, depending on what happens with this season, that could be something that we look at in the offseason. But, you know, I see a lot of Bruins fans saying, oh, hire Joe Sacco because he he coached so well in the three games or five games <laughs> when uh, Bruce Cassidy was out with COVID. Like, are they on crack? I mean, seriously. He's, he's getting everything he's doing was called in on Zoom calls. He's just coaching exactly how exactly. Cassidy coached. So that's what happened there. Let's let's pump the brakes. Hey, listen, Jordan's gonna have to put up uh, grievancy calls. Uh, we'll get your number. They can send it to at Murphy's Law seventy four. Hey, listen, just before I let you go, let's talk about the Atlantic Division. Then uh, I see the Detroit Red Wings are hovering above wow. your Boston Bruins. Did did you even think that would be humanly possible this year? Yeah, well, you know what? It, it's funny you bring that up because we talked about this a couple times on the Ice Guys podcast that I do. We do some hockey handicapping. Uh, every day we're on there doing that. So, but you know, the Detroit Red Wings coming in a season and the Ottawa Senators and the LA Kings were teams that I like to say, they're the teams you don't want to play when you're jockeying for playoff position and playoff seating down the stretch and you're a playoff team. They're going to be kind of maybe knocking on the wild card door, but one of those, you know, that team is just sort of not there yet, but they're going to be a pain in the, you know, what playing them down the stretch. And they just got way ahead of the game. They've been in pain in the neck already. And the Detroit yeah. Red Wings, I think, are at the leader of the pack in that. Look, Stevie Y, obviously, everywhere he goes, he built that that Stanley Cup team, you know, the back-to-back -back champs. He's, his handprints are all over that in Tampa Bay. And now he's building a contender in Detroit. They're not quite there yet, but they are very competitive every night. And if you're a betting person, I tell everybody this, look, check them out. I mean, look at it. They're, they're definitely an underdog that's worth betting uh, because you're always going to get value on them. And sometimes True. Vegas doesn't catch up. The odds makers don't see the trends or, you know, look at the current form. Detroit's a pesky team and they've got some good young skill and they've got a great captain in Dylan Larkin uh, and a good goalie in Adelkovich. So they're a tough team to play.
Hey, uh, last thing is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Are they the real deal? I hope so. I picked them to go to the Stanley Cup final, Gooch. I said, uh, oh yeah, I got the I got the Leafs and the Avs in the Stanley Cup final. I got the Avs hoisting the, the cup when all is said and done. And I'm standing by that. Yeah, I think they are the team, Gooch. And I'll tell you what, it's because they figured out how to play defense. Yeah, that, that's what's going on here. They're playing two way team-oriented hockey. It's not all about the finesse right now. It's not all about the accolades and the individual stats yep. and the awards. It's about one thing. It's about redeeming themselves because they know that currently they are the biggest chokers in the NHL and they want to shed that title. And I think, you know, you look back, the team I covered back in 2011, the Stanley Cup champions of the Boston Bruins that year, look what happened the year before. And that was they blew that 3 nothing lead to the Philadelphia Flyers point, yeah. went down in infamy. And yep. I have I remember Mark Recchi that night in the dressing room. Things were clearing out. I was still in there talking with him. The recorder was off, but he said I could always say this. He says, we'll win the Stanley Cup next year and we'll win it because of this. This is what you need to get to the next level. You need to feel pain. You need to feel heartache. And you need to be laughed at. And that's what happened with the Leafs. And I, yep. I think they're building off that experience right now. And that shows a lot to their character if they can continue to do that. And, of course, Jack Campbell uh, is playing pretty good hockey right at this moment. Oh, man. Is his value going up every day Jesus or what? I don't know what yeah. Kyle Davis is waiting for. Unless he's not in their future plans, you know, that might be it. But, I mean, <laughs> the longer he waits, the more expensive he's going to be. Listen, I was a big fan of it. I said that uh, he was not going to be – that was going to be the Achilles tendon. I, I've got egg all over my face. He's Me been too, nothing – yeah, been nothing but spectacular. All right, guys, Jimmy Murphy. Well, let me, ask you this, though. Let me okay. just throw this out here. I know that okay. he's on record, and I know that he's said it's only the Boston Bruins or I retire. But wouldn't it be something if uh, Kyle Dubas called Tuka Ras agent right now? Yeah. Him so coming on. Matt Campbell's backup. Imagine that. Yeah. I, no. That's I where can't it all imagine. Started. He was drafted by the Leafs. I know, but it ain't. That's not happening. Well, I'll tell you, Dubis would be held in very high regards if he could pull something. Can you imagine like the irony of that? That would be. Yeah, yeah they'd have to move Morasic, as he's saying there. I know, but that would be hilarious. Or hey, you Jordan, know what? Jordan, the New York Rangers. You know, I guess he's playing good lately, but they're. You know, last few a few weeks ago, the Rangers were looking for a backup goalie because Georgiev was struggling, but he's kind of found his game lately. But. You never know. If I'm a team, I try it. It can't hurt to try. Well, they're going to have to move somebody. Going the Tuka Rask is going to the Bruins. I'll put it yeah. that way. Man, I know Jordan would love that one too. All right, buddy. Always a pleasure having you. Thank you. We'll get you on uh, next week or a couple of weeks just to get your opinion. Well, we don't know. Yeah. We may be all just, we may have to start let's, covering let's start cricket. Going on Mondays, Uch. Reach, all right, buddy. reach out to me, Gooch, all right? All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Murphy. James Murphy, the Murph. Always a pleasure having him on. Get him on quickly. We will be getting him on Mondays. He'll be coming in and giving us his candid opinion, which you heard there right now. Hey, this is Gooch Live, brought to you by those good people at the Hockey News and Sports Illustrated. See you Wednesday. You've been listening to Gooch Live with your host, Kerry Goulet, better known as the Gooch, brought to you by the Hockey News and Sports Illustrated. 